Welcome beautiful people to the Don't Panic podcast. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey through the eyes of the creatives here in Scotland. Join me, Lucy, as I sit down with friends, family, creatives and industry professionals to discuss the complexities of being a creative person living right here in Scotland. From childhood to adulthood, career to personal passions and current events to mental health, we'll be diving deep into the ups and downs of being a Scottish creative with plenty of laughs and inspiration along the way. So sit back, relax, learn and relate as we explore all aspects of Scottish life, one conversation at a time. Hi Kirsty. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Don't Panic Podcast. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Good, thank you so much for having me in your home. Well, your boyfriend's home. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, we're in Glasgow and uh, I've got Kirsty here. So I've got a little introduction for you, which will explain a little bit about you and your business. So here we go. So joining us today is a creative force behind Punt's Pots, Kirsty Puntin. That's correct. Yeah, Kirsty, <laughs> a self-described clueless creative, painter, pot lady and busy bitch, brings a unique flair to the world of hand-painted homeware, turning ordinary terracotta pots into personalised works of art. From bespoke plant pots to hosting lively workshops and events, she's on a mission to make the world a more colourful place. In today's episode, we'll dive into Kirsty's journey, exploring her roots in creativity, her experiences growing up, and the path that led her to become the artistic entrepreneur behind Punt's Pots. Welcome, Kirsty. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Can you that yeah of course absolutely (laughs) um yeah so we start off the podcast with a life mantra so if there's anything that you tell yourself live by that gets Mm -hmm. you through the day okay so I've actually got two okay great so the first one is rooted in childhood I suppose it's Mm -hmm. my mum used to say to me every day before Mm -hmm. I left the house every single morning she'd walk me to the front door and she'd say be kind try hard take no shit that's day. so cute that was like her parting message oh i love that yeah be kind try hard take no shit yeah she also at one point used to say don't let the bastards grind you down but then Nana <laughs> had that whole thing and then i feel like it sort of lost its weight right so we'll go for the first one um and that became like a whole thing when i was yeah. like a kid it was like something i would play in my head and mm-hmm. then it was like anything going on and when i started my business it was actually the first thing i had on my business cards it was like on the back side i had that um, which was great. And then the second one, which is my own mantra, uh-huh. I actually live by, which is nothing means anything. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> nothing means anything. It's fine. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, I think that like brings you back down to earth. Like when you say that to yourself, you're like, literally nothing means anything. Nothing means anything. Like, do what you want. It's fine. I think great words to live by. <laughs> we dive deep into little baby Kirsty. Uh, your childhood we what we've actually just discovered is that um we grew up in very similar places <laughs> so well at the same place so you were um grew up in Portobello yeah that's crazy <laughs> we so... didn't know this until <laughs> until now so I was born in Portobello yeah grew up in Leith, and then actually went to high school in a different area of Edinburgh mm. high school in Castorfin mm. so it was like three very distinct background right Uh uh-huh and then I moved to Glasgow when I was 16 right okay cool so when going through school so did you move schools a lot then yeah so I went to three different primary schools right that's quite intense yeah I think so yeah it's not something I've thought about being intense until quite recently Mm -hmm. and I sort of was thinking about um how hard that must be for like a child to integrate into groups yeah definitely although as as a child I've never thought about it as an adult I'm like 
maybe that's why I'm like chameleon-esque like, like I you think can I'm quite good at adapting to yeah. different situations mm-hmm. it teaches you how to do that for sure I'm, I'd moved school a couple of times as well uh-huh. and it, it's terrifying I remember it being yeah, terrifying really. but like yeah it does um shape you <laughs> it'll yeah, shape you as a person I've never given it much thought I mean, yeah what I have sort of thought about that aspect of my life I'm like that's really influenced the way I am which I'm actually really grateful for yeah because yeah. I'm so great at talking to people from like different places yeah and fitting into different workplaces which I suppose as a creative we all know that like bouncing from coffee shop to coffee shop sort of literally <laughs> yeah definitely oh that's um yeah that's cool so were you always a creative child yeah definitely what um, what did you enjoy doing so I remember I've still got it one of my earliest sort of ambitions was when I grow up I want to be a singer mm-hmm. <laughs> or when I grow up I want to be an artist right or at one point when I grow up I want to be a clown so, <laughs> <laughs> love that like, yeah <laughs> amazing yeah I was definitely a creative child mm-hmm. um I actually don't really remember a time where that wasn't what I was up to when I was wee I was very much the like make-believe playing house sort of kid like living in your own wee world type 100%. thing yeah yeah 100 and um i remember as well i used to have like a washing basket which i would put all over the top of me and then i'd get a mug and sort of drag it along the bars and uh-huh. to be like in a jail <laughs> like i was very much like turn a cardboard box into a spaceship got you yeah child. absolutely um and that has <laughs> sort of bred into being an adult who can like turn anything into anything i suppose um it's getting great skill to have. <laughs> how to polish a turd. Um, yeah, I was definitely a creative child. Mm-hmm. I have always been arty, but I definitely wasn't always a painter. Right. Or a typical sort of like artist. Right. Actually, my childhood and my life up until my early 20s, I was actually worked in theatre. Oh, wow. So I was um, like a singing and dancing acting right drama drama child yeah uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) theater kid (laughs) for sure right um but saying that the areas that i grew up in Mm -hmm. there was very little accessibility to that sort of thing right so i actually didn't have that like theater kid thing although i was always in the school choir i remember actually there was a gospel church at the end of my street Mm -hmm. in leith and i used to go every tuesday just to like sing in the choir like not religious at all, knew absolutely nothing about the Bible, but please believe me, I was in that kind of Tuesday night. Yeah. Singing your little heart out. Absolutely. That's so sweet. Were your were your parents um like supportive of you being creative? Or were yeah. they trying to push you in any other directions? Or Not at all. Um so I grew up with my mum, my dad and my sister. Mm-hmm. So my sister is quite a lot older than me. She's, right. We've got twenty five year age gap. Oh wow. So it's mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. And she's not I wouldn't say she's creative at all actually. She's very much the opposite end of the spectrum. And my mum is really creative. Mm-hmm. She's like a writer She's always made things. She used to write me storybooks and illustrate them when I was a kid. So oh, that that's so nice. Like normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad passed away when I was about seven. So I actually okay. don't know right. if he was creative or otherwise. Mm. I, I don't think so. But I remember being very much encouraged to like dance on the living room table. And right. Family, like family friends mm-hmm. over. It was always sort of like celebrate that I was like that I suppose that's amazing encouraged yeah I think so I never thought that it was not an option to have like, yeah a creative job uh-huh. and actually it didn't seem like it ever would be an option 
it was never a plan B. Um, mm -hmm. When a, a wee bit later, when I was in high school, I was okay academically. Like I was, I was fine. I passed. I got good grades. But I remember when I was picking my subjects in school, actually, I wanted to take drama, music, and art, mm -hmm. and was told like definitely not. Like oh, by your teachers? Yeah, that right. was happening. Oh okay. Um, you can't take two creative subjects. Uh huh. Not an option. I rule. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Not an option. Um, I remember getting actually dragged into an office meeting, which was terrifying. So I was like a good kid. I, I wasn't. My mum had never been called to the school type thing. Right. And I remember getting pulled into a meeting and being told like well you have to take these subjects or mm. like you're stuck like you can't you can't pick them and uh my mum came into the meeting and mom's are really, really quiet i'm like quite bubbly and loud and i'm so sorry if you can hear these like no jungle 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 away but my mum is like really really quiet mm -hmm. and softly spoken and she came in and was like absolutely fucking not <laughs> like amazing she sort of came in and was like no you will work this and enter this is what she wants to take yeah. that's the only option if you don't do that we'll miss school and, Amazing! And thank God they did because mm -hmm. that's what I then went on to make a job out of. So yeah, yeah. What would I have done? So you were edging more towards like theatre drama side of things. Yes. Were you taking steps in that direction? Like, was this like applying for uni or how? Yeah. So how did that work? Basically, there was like a when I was about fifteen, I had quite a serious. I don't want to say nervous breakdown. Okay. Close to nervous breakdown. Uh -huh. My mental health was horrendous. Right. I think I was dealing with like a lot of trauma mm -hmm. um, and hadn't had the easiest of upbringings. No. But at school was very much given the image of grade A student. Right. Taking six hires. Like mm -hmm. at one point they were sitting me down and saying, you could go to university and be a lawyer. And I was like, wow, that sounds great. But in my head thinking, can't do it. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I'm going to shave all my hair off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to do a Britney Spears right, I'm here. I'm about to shave all my hair off. Like, I've got 18 years since I'm not being a lawyer. Yeah, uh huh. Like, that was very much the thing. And I got about three quarters of the way through fifth year, was passing all my nabs, was set to sit my higher exams, mm -hmm. and just dropped out of high school. Um, right. And again, there was another meeting at the school. The head teacher was there, which was terrifying, and was kind of told, you can't leave, like, you've got good grades, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I am losing my mind. Like, mm. I was having panic attacks all the time. I was really, really unwell. Like, I'd been in hospital and stuff, and it was not great. Yeah. And God, I'm sorry. It was really, really yeah. actually quite awful. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I wanted to leave Edinburgh, move to Glasgow, mm -hmm. and study acting. And right. was told no, basically, from my school. And again, my mum... No! Yeah, I was told no. I was told no, you can't leave... Um, if you leave school at this point, because I was just about to turn 16. Right. You're not 16, you can't leave, legally leave school. Oh, so um, this was like fourth year? This was, I was actually the youngest in my year. So I was right, like 15 okay. at this point. Got you. It's crazy that a 15 year old's been given this like ultimate. I think it was, again, my mum that kind of stood up for me. Which yeah. I'm so grateful for, because I know that so many people aren't that lucky. To right. Have someone like sort of in their corner, especially when it comes to a stab in the dark, like I'm going to go and study acting. Like yeah. so many parents would be like, you cannot do that to yourself. Uh -huh. like, and as someone that has went and done that, I would be quite inclined to say, <laughs> but um, she's given me the choice to do what... You have to learn for yourself, yeah. Giselle, you know. And I was miserable. I was so miserable. Um, she stuck up for me and said, that won't be happening. Um, mm. She's going to take time off school. She's going to apply to these colleges and that's what she's going to do. Mm -hmm. So I did. Um, 
after like about six months of being basically agoraphobic, like right. I spent a long time as a teenager sort of in a house alone. But I think in retrospect, that was probably a really good thing. Right. It gave me time to prepare. Mm-hmm. It gave me time to actually think about what I wanted to do. Right. And at that point, I was really grateful that I left school without those qualifications. Yeah. And I was terrified and I felt like a failure. But again, as an adult, 11, like 11, 12 years later, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I've never been asked for my qualifications. <laughs> I've never been asked for a sheet of I know. Before. I mean, once you pass like a certain age mm-hmm. as well, it literally doesn't fucking matter. matter like you're not gonna put your grades on a cv i'm also not gonna be a doctor so exactly not, yeah <laughs> fair enough fine. if you were wanting to be a lawyer yeah. or a doctor whatever but, but you're you, yeah wasn't on I the wanted. cards um and i moved to glasgow at age 16 on my own wow I moved in with one of my aunties which i'm again so grateful for like the family support that i've had is like i can't explain um okay so at that point i moved to glasgow in mm-hmm. And studied acting, auditioned to Langside College. Right. I actually auditioned to quite a few places, but the place I wanted to go was Langside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got in, and I, I felt like I won the lottery. Amazing. Um, as the youngest person in my year, and I spent three years there, kind of without any bother, to be honest. Right. And did you feel like your mental health was improving with it? 100%. Like you, yeah. Uh huh. said, like my attendance in high school was shocking. My attendance in college was 100%. Yeah. I was there every day. Yeah, was, yeah. We were there like It just shows you, yeah. 12 hour days, five days a week, like mm-hmm. grafting. You you really did work and I loved it. Like I spent three years there. It was really successful for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really struggle and I really felt like, oh my God, I've made the right choice. Yeah. And I found out who I was and I didn't have a shaved head anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, a bonus. Yeah. I mean, some people shoot the buzz cut. Uh-huh. Not for me. I didn't have the bone structure. But... It was really good. Spent three years there, was successful, had like a diploma show at the end. So mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't know, at the end of those sort of courses, you basically get like really weirdly put up against each other. And okay. it's like almost Hunger Games-esque. Oh God. Showcase. Right. So they like package it as like, you're entering into the industry, but it's really like, okay, you've all worked together for years. Now four of you are going to get jobs and the rest of you are going to work at Tesco. Like, and it was oh, shit. awful. Uh-huh. Um, there was no preparation for that. There was no discussion really of that happening. We were told, you will face rejection, you will face rejection. Right. But there was no idea of, this is going to be really pressure cooking environment. Okay. And it was. And thankfully, I didn't crack. <laughs> it was great. I done well. Um, I got signed to an agent. Done a really good show at the Tron. Nice. And, and like started touring and stuff. So I was like, oh my God. Like, this is it. This is it. Made it. Yeah. This is it. I'm all in. Yeah. Um, and I was really quite lucky, Lucy, like, until COVID, that was pretty much what I'd done. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I worked in theatre. There's times where I didn't have jobs, and when I didn't have jobs, I worked with kids, doing kids' parties. Mm-hmm. Loved that. And done quite a lot of community stuff. Mm-hmm. Done some touring to, like, really mental places. Like, went to Russia on a job. Went wow. Went to Dubai, um, a couple of times. That's insane. It was like a dream. Like, it really was a dream. Yeah. And that um, sort of snowballed into other jobs and other things happened and then COVID hit and kind of the whole stopped happening. Yeah. yeah and so yeah if when COVID hit obviously work stopped mm-hmm. what were you thinking at that point were you like I want to keep going at this or I need to switch this up like this isn't going to work anymore 
I had kind of been thinking for a while, who am I like out with this? Because so much of my life up until that point had been based around, I want to be an actor, I want to be an actor. Yeah, yeah. I want to be an actor. And when that was taken away, I was like, who actually am I? Yeah. Like under that. Well, it um, sounds like it's quite an all-consuming space yeah. to be in as well, like being in theatre and, and you're, you'll be in this bubble right mm. so yeah I, and i really struggled as well like, not to bring it back to like a class thing uh-huh. but i think um i was always I, I quite often felt like an odd piece okay um like people would be like for instance when i first went to college there was quite i had a job mm-hmm. most of the people that i was studying with didn't have to have jobs yeah i was the same yeah, yeah. and i was like living with family and traveling mm. back to edinburgh for mm-hmm. weekend um sort of grappling with like I don't know who I am in this space and yeah and it was really really hard and then when I went into work in the industry it was like oh I've read this and I've been here and I've seen this and they, that's all amazing but mm-hmm. I could not relate at all mm-hmm. it's like I really have not come from that background but right I really grew up with n- not no access to anything like that yeah like yeah. my only performance experience was literally singing in the church choir like yeah. I didn't have anything to relate to. Mm-hmm. And during, before COVID, I had started to think, I love this, but I don't know if it's good for me. Right. Like, I really, really like doing this. And it, it's an amazing way to like have a job. But I was getting to the point that I was like, this is a job. Like, I don't... Yeah, it's very hard when you're doing something that you love and then it becomes the job. Mm-hmm. And it does take away the magic of it. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I felt like I was like begging people to give me a job all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, like, it was tough. I'd be going to and like, I felt like I was like banging on the door, like, please love me. <laughs> but I didn't want the job. Like, right. I'd be, re- I'd be thinking, I, I don't want to perform to children. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm do done, it. yeah. Like, please don't make me Pinocchio again. I'm begging you. Like, it was really bad. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, when COVID came, I was so gutted. And I remember I made this tweet, which I have now deleted on Twitter, so don't go looking. <laughs> I made this tweet and I was like, I basically said to it, does anyone else feel like this? Like, because mm. I knew loads of people that worked in the same sort of jobs and I was like, does anyone else feel like this? I feel like I've had like an ego death. Right. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I feel lost. I don't know what to do for a job. I don't know how to, I, I, I've not a clue. Like, yeah. theatres were one of the first places to close and one of the last places to open. Yeah. I worked with kids the rest of the time. That closed straight away. Yeah. So I was yeah. Like, I don't have a job. I don't have any prospects. I don't know what to do. What I then done was got a job working from home mm-hmm. for Universal Credit. Okay, yeah. So I was, hello, you're straight to Universal Credit. It, this is crazy. Yeah. Help. And it was torture. Yeah. It I imagine that being really tough. During COVID as well. It yeah. Was agony. On... People were in that situation. Like, yeah. Suddenly locked in the house. Yeah. And the, some of the stuff that you were listening to like, on a daily basis was... The, the most horrible harrowing mm-hmm. agonizing stuff like having to listen to other people on the phone yeah and i had no way to like deal with it yeah and i was finding it like really trigger- triggering and really traumatizing because mm-hmm. i was like so, quite a lot of those people were really similar to people that i grew up with or, yeah at, like that universal credit system was not unknown to me like I knew how it worked yeah my mum had been unwell for like a long time and there was a lot of people that were in the same position that we had been in four or five years previously the worst thing in the world but silver lining it was really really good because it weirdly started pushing me towards what I now do now right 
I just punch pots. Um, I'd never paint it though. So yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> where where did that idea come from? Quite simply, because I'm a plant addict. Right. Okay. It was covered in plants. Yeah. Um, and during COVID, I couldn't really get out to the shops. I didn't drive at that time, and mm-hmm. then my household drove it either. And I started painting plant pots whilst working for Universal Credit. So I would be like on the phone to someone and like painting at the same time. And I painted like a couple of boob print plant pots. Yeah. And, like, gave them to friends and stuff. And it literally was to like pass the time. Also because I couldn't find brightly covered plant pots for my own plants. Yes. So I was like, hmm. It's funny, we, we had a similar experience. Um, I, during lockdown, started painting ceramics. Oh. Um, and uh, I was doing like animal print mm-hmm. ceramics and it actually did quite well. And then I like sacked off. I did something else. I'm terrible for like starting things and then kind of like getting really into it and then um, getting over it and moving on to the next thing. You know, life opened up again and then I had to go back to work and like blah, blah, blah. So it just didn't work out. But um, funny, because I was the same. I wanted ceramics that were like uh, animal print uh-huh. and I couldn't find any. So I was like, I'll just paint my own. Well, that was my main Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Literally the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I know. <laughs> That's great. I really like that. Yeah. And I was the same looking for something that didn't exist like mm-hmm. not that it didn't exist it's, i've not reinvented the wheel but i couldn't find what i was looking for it wasn't out there um and also i needed a creative outlet to deal with everything else this horrible yeah phone calls yeah like, i was taken out in my living room like out in my prison which everyone was in that position and um i remember i put oh, like this is so cringy i put this really <laughs> cringy um photo on instagram and it was like my work laptop my yeah, and uh, this plant pot that I painted, and I literally had like four acrylic paints. By the way, I didn't have paints or anything. I right. literally found like four paints that my mum had, and like a she's got like craft stuff coming out of ears. Right. So I had like went digging in her room and found like I literally like a green paint, a pink paint, and like this minion old like eyeliner brush. <laughs> and I like, painted this plant pot, posted it on Instagram, like bulk on my Sony's like working harder hardly working yeah <laughs> blah 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 oh sunny we've all been there <laughs> writing like really we mm-hmm. and I put a plant in the photo took a photo in the plant pot took a photo and people replied like oh my god where did you buy that and I was like oh like there's like a moment yeah like, I'm onto something oh my god could that be like could I do that yeah like, and Basically, long, the long and short of it is, at that point, I was like, if I don't do something, I'm going to go mental. Like, yeah. I'm really not. You need an outlet. You need something. Sure. And I know it sounds so cliche and cringy because I feel like every creative person in the world is like, oh my God, if I'm not creating, what's the point? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, kind of true though. It's true. There, yeah, there's a lot of truth to it. There are people that like, if they don't go to the gym or they don't go for a run, yeah. they feel like they can't cope with their life. I feel like if I'm not like drawing any picture, I can't deal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm literally mean? the same. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. For me, I don't think I had realised how important it was to me to have something. Yeah creative to do at that point I don't think I had realized like the importance for my well-being and like oh it's not because I want like applause from like a random stranger uh-huh. on a seat and I'm on a stage like pretending to be a clown at that point I realized oh it's not actually about them it's like about my ability to like enjoy daily life like yeah yeah it really is as simple as that 
Um, so I went online and I started like researching how to buy ethically sourced terracotta mm-hmm. or terracotta that was from like a small business. I basically didn't want to buy it from being cute. Sure. So I was like, started researching, found this guy in England. And he's like way down south, family business, really small, stocks to garden centres. And like his website honestly looked like it was from like the the, the first website. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, known to like, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number. <laughs> this view. Is this quality? Like, what's this? That's so funny. So I've like phoned this number and I'm like, hi, <laughs> can I buy a chain of quality? And he was like, no. He's oh. Like, I only sell to garden centres. Bye. So I was like, God well, damn. So from the back. And I was like, Hey, but no, 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 like, I really, really want to, like, buy terracotta off, yeah? And he was like, no. So I was like, okay, phoned him, like, every day for a week. Shut up. Yeah. I'm like, but go Good for him, you. You couldn't get it anywhere else, though. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that, like, if there was another option, they'd have taken it, but there wasn't. Right. So, like, pestering this guy, like, pressing Was he him. just like, fuck off? Yeah, he's like, I don't do this. Like, I'm selling pallets to, like, yeah. massive garden centres. Like, yeah. I'm not sending you 50 plant pots. So I was like, please. I eventually phoned him and he actually answered the phone saying, Hello, is this the Scottish girl? <laughs> yeah. He was like, Can I? Um, That's so funny. I about the plant pots and he gave me the password. I went online. I ordered 54 plant pots. They were like that size. They're like nine cents. Nobody can see it. <laughs> Flat white cup. <laughs> I had this like tiny wee plant pots, ordered 54 of them. And I said to my boyfriend at the time, Who's thought I'd lost my mind, by the way? He was right. not creative was not supporting this. <laughs> so what are that. you doing? Yeah, you've yeah. like, developed a shopping addiction and now you're trying to buy no paint. <laughs> so I was like, take it to the range. I really, really want to buy paint. And he was like, no, this is not going to be a thing. Like, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. But I had actually been painting um, gel manicures because I painted okay. my nails done. Yeah. And they were all right. Like, I was painting, like, wee tiny things on them. And I was like, if I can paint, like, wee tiny things on a wee tiny nail, Yeah. Surely I can paint something a bit larger. So went to the range, bought the paint, the plant pots came. There was 54 of them. And at this point, it wasn't like, I'm going to have a business. Right. It's just like, I'm going to paint these and just see what happens. See if I can sell them. See if they're fine. Right. Uh-huh. It was more just see if I'm not shit at painting. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see if I can be okay at this. Yeah. So got the 54 plant pots, painted them all. Mm-hmm. The first six were like shocking. I'll actually maybe even send you photos. Oh my god! And, and I'd can, love to see. see they are wow. Uh, <laughs> like, even the cow was like really bad. But then after like three or four, I thought I feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of this. Like yeah, a wee bit. Um, and out of that fifty-four plant pots, I think I sold like forty-eight of them. Amazing. And I thought, oh no, this is. That's class. This is a job, man. Also, as much as lockdown was like the worst thing ever, it was great for small businesses. And I think so many people that I've spoke to that got started during lockdown Mm -hmm. was like the best time Mm -hmm. for them to do it. So because people were just online shopping. So at that point, were you like, okay, I can make this into something? Or were you still feeling a bit unsure? Um, Weirdly, again, it's another like family support story that's what it was Which yeah i haven't thought about since uh-huh. it happening but when we've been having this conversation i just remembered so at that point my auntie wendy which was who i had moved into when i moved to glasgow when i was 16 i was living with her so the support's kind of always been there yeah and um she said at this point i'd set up an instagram page as well mm-hmm. couldn't think of a name for forever that was actually the biggest roadblock Names are I so hard. Yeah. Like uh-huh. Steve Chat GPT had been a thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Literally. Like, I've got business, but um, 
my surname's Punton, which yeah. has been like a lifelong um, sore point. Right. Because people either think my name's like Punton, Puntin, Puntang, um, anything other than my name. And also Punton is like, haha, your dad's Punton gear. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. like, had always been a thing. And I was for ages, I was like, used to really not like my name when I was doing acting I wanted to change it mm. didn't change it then started doing work and I was like mm, can't really change it now and at this point it's like don't know what to do don't know what to do don't know what to do and then came up with punts pops and I was like oh well that's it so yeah made the thing made the page my auntie went to message me and she was like hi um <laughs> I want six custom plant pots for my staff because we were opening again after COVID. This was 2021, so it's like a full year later. Right. Um, and she was like, I want six plant pots. Here are the names of the people. Here is a brief description of their personality. Uh-huh. Make me six plant pots. And I was like, what? I don't know how to do that. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, at this point, customs were not an option. I'd literally just learned to paint. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. What? And so, what kind of, um, like, what were the... Dis- Descriptions no, like very so right, okay. They were so yeah. like, Lisa is really chatty and <laughs> loves bright colours. So I'm like, right, does Lisa what does Lisa want? But yeah. she sent me these six um descriptions. I painted her six plant pots. She paid me sixty quid. Uh-huh. I felt like I had won. Honest to God, I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to yeah. me. Yeah. So she had like asked for these six plant pots and I painted them. And they were good. Yeah. Like, they were all right. And they were all really happy. And like she said that they loved them and it was such a nice gift. And that's when I was like, okay, now I need to make this page public. Yeah. Like I think now I need to start sharing this. So shared it online. Yep. Um, actually posted it on like my own Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was like, hi everyone. I started this random plant pot painting business. Yeah. Um, Love. And at that point, oh my God, see that old Brandon, I can't, I mean nothing. Right. Did you just do it yourself? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, like yeah. Googling stock images of zebra print. Yeah. Zebraprint.com. <laughs> like, get this like horrible zebra print. Put this random green circle in the middle of it. Don't know why, don't know where that came from. Uh-huh. I knew I wanted a like funky, bold font. So right. For this like sort of 70s looking thing. It was chronic. The worst thing ever. Like, that will haunt me to this moment. So, so many people are like, oh my god, I love this everything. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> you know you didn't. <laughs> so make this weird logo, put it on. And at this point, like, I feel like it's important to say, like, for anyone that is starting anything, anything at all, yeah. Just fucking press the button. Like, yeah, just put totally. it on. You can change it. Doesn't need to be perfect. Like, that's something that I'm still learning. Like, mm-hmm. Not everything has to be at the final form before you put it on the internet or before you tell someone about it. Because if I had waited, I probably still would be sitting trying to design a logo. Like I know. I think with being creative, there can be a level of perfectionism that you want to be. You want everything to be perfect. You want it to be like the best you yeah. can be. But that's never going to happen at the beginning. Like it's such a process. Why did I and... think I could create a perfect logo? Yeah, I've never used Photoshop. Yeah, Canva was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. all this app on my phone called Fonto. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> right, and then, that, it was horrific. Um, I don't know how to download a font. Do you know what I mean? Like, never mind make a logo. Right. I didn't have any money to pay someone to do it for me. Yeah. I was like, okay, that'll do. Stuck it up online and posted it, and posted it in the bath one night, and I'd also told nobody about this because I had been like. 
manifesting and hoping that everything was going to go great but I was also like I don't want to tell anyone mm-hmm. for them to put their like bad juju into it right <laughs> until I'm comfortable that I'm going to do it yeah posted it online posted like a couple of listings on Depop like I didn't right. even know about like Etsy like didn't uh-huh. I've actually never used Etsy and, okay um, don't think I ever will. The fees seem to be... Oh, they're quite... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and quite high. I think it's really good to get out there. Um, but other people that start business have asked, asked me, like, did you start on Etsy? And I'm like, nah, I started on Depop, sold a couple of things on Depop, and then mm-hmm. just immediately moved to Instagram and was like, I'm not paying a fee to put a photo on. Like, no, totally. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with Etsy now, uh, it's like just full of... Um, people trying to sell like digital products and like it's kind of not what it was what used to be yeah uh-huh because yeah. I've I've been like I've shopped on Etsy for quite a few years but it's like it used to be so great for like independence like mm-hmm. just exactly like what you were doing but then it's a whole other thing now it's not it's so not well. the same as what it's it, yeah like learn how to download this print yeah and, yeah exactly what do you call it um passive earning yeah <laughs> like do passive, passive income passive yeah uh-huh income. yeah oh my mm. god wow oh. <laughs> I posted on Depop um, and I'll never forget the feeling of making that first sale yeah. like to someone that I didn't know like yeah. I'd sold to Manny I'd sold a couple to like friends, family I put a, a couple of things on Depop and they, they were honestly up for like two days like literally about two days and I was sitting in my bedroom and I heard like a ping and I like knew I was like oh my god I've done it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh! And I sold two plant pots. One was pink. It had six, six, six in red on it. Mm-hmm. And the other Cute. one was like a abstract face sort of thing. And um, I think it's actually worth saying as well, though, that I had spent. This all sounds like oh, and then this happened, and then this happened, and whatever. I spent so long finding out like what paint works, right? What paint sticks. What paint like? Yeah. Needless to say, I didn't use the paint I bought from the range. Yeah. 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 Um, I spent so long testing out varnishes to make sure that everything was like frostproof, waterproof. Terracotta is really, really absorbent, and like anyone that's mm. got a house plant will know if you put a plant in a terracotta pot, a year later it will become mold. And right. that is that. I wanted them to be able to be outside. Like the perfectionism thing, I think, in some senses was really, really good. Yeah. Other senses held me back massively, still holds me back. Mm-hmm. But. I probably wouldn't have a product from the beginning that worked. Yeah, if you hadn't, hadn't put in that work. Put yeah. In that, like, yeah, totally. Research. Like, I was up, I have never, cannot stress enough how little art background I had. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what, like, when you buy paintbrushes, it's all so, like, inaccessible and, like, confusing. Like, they've all got numbers and, like, nothing just says, like, big brush, yeah. brush, <laughs> yeah, 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 round yeah. brush. Like, I was, like, had not a clue. So, by this point, I was confident that what I was selling wasn't going to fall to shit yeah but I was also still so not confident in my ability to do it do it right so I just sold to this guy didn't know him he did live in Glasgow though which uh-huh. cool. sent them out in the post and that was it like as soon as I made that first sale I had like a bug like yeah it's like give you that itch night. yeah yeah I was like up all night painting I was like created a big um, range, stuck it all on Instagram, started doing like story sales, started um, selling to people I didn't know, started like contacting other like other folk that I knew like loved plants and being Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, like have you seen this? Blah blah. Like posting (laughs) posting on like Facebook pages, like pretending it wasn't me. (laughs) Look at these colorful thoughts. Look at that. Yeah. 
Um, and that, I think, changed. Like, that, from that first V-pop sale, that was like, all right, could this have been my job then? Yeah. <laughs> and were you like, so were you still um, doing the call center stuff at the same time? Yeah. Um, when did you decide that you were done with that? This is like a background, right? So, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But like, sorry to anyone that's listening to this that's now going to think I'm awful. But I'm, there was a reason. So the call centre thing had been going for a year. Mm-hmm. I'd been trapped in the house listening to this for a year. And at the beginning of that job, I would cry two or three times a day. Like I was literally sobbing down the phone yeah. to people. It was so hard. And you were so tied into what you could and couldn't do. Like it was horrendous. And it was remote. So there was no yeah. support. There was no like, you're going to listen to the worst things you've ever heard. And then the phone's going to ring again. You're going to have to be like, hello and help. But do it again solid mm-hmm. and um i'm quite like a i think i'm quite a sensitive mm. person like i'm quite easily affected by um, empathic 100 percent. yeah yeah and i just want to help folk yeah but i would sometimes like stay on after shift and search for like things me or someone in manchester that might be able to help them mm. and then phone my manager and beg to be able to send it and she'd be like no i can't send that no you can't tell them that's there and i'm like there's a food bank an hour away from where they are. Yeah. Like, that food bank delivers. Like, please can we do this? And she'd be like, no. Wow. So it was fucking awful. Yeah. But after a year of that, you become quite... Duh. Yeah. Desensitised. Yeah, yeah. Totally monotonous. And it, there was actually, like, a turning point, and this is what I'll bit, I promise I'm not an awful person. This woman phoned me, and she was hysterical. Like, mm. cried down the phone. She had lost her husband to COVID. God. Um... And we had lost, like, quite a lot of family members to COVID quite quickly as well. So it was really, oh, like, man. painful. And, yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, you would think I would be really affected. Mm-mm. This lady's, like, sobbing down the phone. She worked in a care role. And she was like, I can't go back to work. Like, I'm, I've got PTSD. I can't go back. Like, we all know, like, what was happening at that point. And yeah. all I could think when this woman was talking was, if my break's in four minutes and if you don't get off the phone, my panini is going to burn. <laughs> that is all was going through my head was, oh my God, I've got a pesto panini in here and if that burns, like my lunch is going to be ruined. Yeah. No, I swear, I, honestly, and she was like... But that just shows you how, like you said, desensitised you so can get bad. to things. And yeah. I came off the phone. I d- I, to be fair, I helped her. I'd done what I needed to do. Yeah. I came off the phone and I literally, it was on my lunch break and I never went back. Really? I never went back. I phoned up and I quit. Wow. I, like, I need to leave. And she was like, no, no, you need to do your four weeks notice. And I was like, Absolutely come to Scotland, take me to the desk. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I quit on the spot. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I was like, I'm I in my house. I was like, <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this has to be the end of this. Yeah. Quit on the spot. Didn't have a plan. Didn't have any money. Like, yeah. Didn't have, like, I was like, don't know what to do. Um, and I thought, okay, then I'm going to have to make the plan for kind of This thing. is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There's no other option. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, that, was, that was like a thing. I was like, this is actually changing who I am, like, fundamentally. Like, right. As a person. Mm-hmm. It's like, can't do this anymore. Time to go goodbye. Yeah, you're like, I don't like what this is doing to me. 100%. Yeah, for I sure. quit on the spot and started taking the business thing seriously. Yeah. So, okay, this has to be, like, a, a way to, like, pay my rent, actually feed me. Mm-hmm. which it's like hard because it does take the fun out of it sure but i was enjoying myself so much and it's like this has to be more than just this at this point like it, it had started to pick up a bit mm-hmm. i was getting like quite consistent orders great so i was like right fine that's it yeah i just took the jump like which was a bit wild but but i mean it's like 
worth it obviously in the end it's just sometimes you sometimes it takes like a forced situation to like take the leap but then you're just like I would maybe never have done it otherwise so like yeah because that's kind of the the same with um becoming full-time freelance Uh um I got made redundant from a job so it was like I was like I cannot be arsed applying for more jobs I was so (laughs) over it I was so unbelievably over it I'd also been fired that year as well so I'd, I'd that's I, the university you yeah I was like with. I can't do this anymore I, I'm I'm over it um, I'm over starting at a new place I'm over all these things as like, I just I'm just gonna do full-time and wing it and hope for the best but yeah I would never have done it if I was like in a if I was in a stable situation I would have been too scared to take the 100%. take the jump so I totally relate you love that for you yeah <laughs> I mean it's absolutely terrifying but it's it's good um so so when did you um move into the barras that was ages after um, right okay like so were you just working from home for a, a while then yeah doing it all from home yeah so I was working from home um Hadn't done any markets or anything like that. Right. Also, because it will. Had no idea how to run a business. Right. Uh huh. Like, not a clue. Yeah, yeah. Not a clue. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> and nobody's really there to teach you that. Like, there's no. Nothing... <clears throat> there are resources out there. I'm not saying there aren't. I didn't find them that helpful. And I really. Like, what business gateway and all that pish? To be honest, I like. And yeah. It helped just wasn't there. And I remember actually speaking to him. I feel you. Home, and he was laughing. He's like, what do you do? You sell plant pots? He's like, oh, I don't know if that's my expertise. Like, I, I, usually I deal with, like, gardening companies and blah, blah. I was like, all right, okay, well, bye. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks for all the help. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I remember once I'm meeting with, a, like, business somebody over Zoom and then being like, do you not know anyone that owns a business? Like, does nobody in your family own a salon? Do you know anyone that does this? It's like, no. No. I don't have, I don't know what you want where do you want me to pull this resource from? Yeah. So I sort of just was winging it. Thankfully, I'd been self-employed before. So I yeah. knew how to, I knew how to like budget and I knew how to do my tax return. But mm-hmm. I didn't Well, that's a good start. I can't do that. I'm like searching and blah, 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 blah. Oh, right. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do. Like so the just, marketing promotion yeah, side of things. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Talking to people, I think was probably the most helpful thing for me and um, mm-hmm. chatting to folk. Um, like when I was out and about or being quite like being quite bold like yeah I think just saying to folk like can I come and do that like can I like I hadn't done a market before and um one of my pals she owns a cafe in Rutherglen in Vin 18 by the way unreal shout out to them and mm-hmm. Alexis basically contacted me and was like hiya um I only knew Alexis from like going into the cafe like yeah and we know similar people and she messaged me and was like hi we're doing a Christmas market um do you want to come do it I was like, I'm about to do a Christmas market. Like, market? I didn't know. Like, what? Yeah. At this point, it's just been, like, made-to-order silly nonsense on the internet. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, And then I got another message of someone else that was in the Christmas market on the same day. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hi, um, would you like to come to this Christmas market? So I ended up doing two on the same day. Oh, um, God. I And that's <laughs> the name I can indicate it as to what was to come. Right. So I shouldn't at that point realise, like... Oh, right. How did you do two at once? So I went in the morning, set up one. Right. Got my mum to stay there and got do you. that one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one, set that one up. Right. And at this point, again, like for me, I think I probably wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't have got to anywhere near where I'm now if it wasn't for other people helping me. Yeah. I just you need that support I'm network. It's so hard to ask for help and mm-hmm. like 
even simple things like I didn't drive. So how you car and like all those plant pots about they're heavy. Like, yeah. Spoiler alert: I carry them about in plastic boxes. <laughs> I've got upper body strength. Yeah. <laughs> like, carrying all this stuff about and just having to say to folk, "Hi, I'm really sorry, but see you on Sunday morning. Can you please give me a lift?" Yeah. People want to help, like. And thankfully, like, my friends and stuff are all supportive. They kind of knew what had happened with the job. And right. Whatever. So they were like, no problem. Yeah. Done this market. And at then 18, the, at like one o'clock or something, I was like, I've got no stock left. Like, I've got nothing Amazing. left. Amazing. And I didn't know what to do. Right. So I phoned my mum and I was like, hi, how's it doing up there? She was like, you've made a tenner. I was like, right. Okay. Bring the stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the stock. Phone someone else. It's like, please, can you go pick up the stock? Bring it here, and they did. And that was like a really good lesson as well. Like, sometimes it's just the location or the date. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go, you make loads of money. Sometimes you go, you make no money. Yeah, like, that's that. Started doing markets quite consistently. Um, anywhere that I could. Yeah, like, anywhere that could do them, I was just doing them. Um, didn't have a setup. Didn't have. I was literally putting myself on plastic crates, which mm-hmm. I've continued to do because they're easy. They fold away to nothing. Mm-hmm. Would recommend that to anyone that's doing markets. So just do it. Didn't have like had business cards. Didn't have like my Instagram handle on them. Right. Like I didn't. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have a clue what to do, but I was just winging it. Yeah. And it was working. So I was like, okay, fine. Started doing all these markets, and then at that point. Sorry if I'm just like going on. No, on please do. This so is this great. It's like the, the sort of how it happened because it, it was quite accidental mm-hmm. in the sense of like the things that I was doing weren't on a list, which was quite funny because the way that I kind of operate as a person is I go, I want to do this and I'll write it down in my little magic book and then it'll happen, which I think loads of us. It's a manifesto. Loads of on. us are doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this kind of wasn't working out like that. Uh-huh. I wasn't thinking about like the why or how it was just coming so I was like okay I'm just going to keep going with it yeah yeah Kept ride markets. that wave and then about six months later <clears throat> I'd be doing markets I didn't have like any stockists or anything I was still working from my bedroom um I was actually working from a bedroom until April of last year wow so yeah you can imagine what my tiny gap looked like <laughs> like there's just shit everywhere stock room it was awful <clears throat> yeah really bad for your mental health I would not recommend that <laughs> I've done that I, too, it's yeah. not good for you <laughs> but about six months after that again the sort of like just having the confidence to just like ask a question I messaged Alexis and I was like hiya really random but would you let me put on a workshop in your cafe at night time mm-hmm. like would you let me do a painting event she replied back saying oh my god I've been thinking about doing something like this for ages Amazing. I was going to ask X another painting place yeah and ask them and um, but oh my god i'd love for you to do it come and do it in like two weeks <laughs> so it's like right amazing <laughs> need to work out how you run a workshop yeah, yeah totally. so thankfully because of like the chameleon thing that we were talking about earlier yeah with the having to move schools and then the like, i think the acting background just had such a positive impact on the way that i sort of operate as a business yeah because i'm good at chatting to folk I was mm-hmm. shitting myself, but I was able to appear like put together and normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put up a post on Instagram. This is the workshop. This is where it's happening. And it sold out in like a day. Wow. That's amazing. Mate, I was blown away. I had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. I was like, shit. Oh my God, like 20 odd people are now actually coming to Ooh. this. <laughs> and so I like, I gave my mum a plant pot and I was like, okay. I'm going to set up this thing, you paint it, and I'll, like, kind of help or not help. Or right. Whatever. Done the first workshop, and it's great. Like, 
people liked it. Nothing went terrible. Like, mm-hmm. nothing went badly. Everything went great, actually. And from there, that kind of became a thing. And that, that almost, when I'd done that first workshop, there was, like, a definite feeling of, oh, my God, I feel like this is what I should be doing. Right. Like, this is amazing. Like, I'm actually speaking to people. I've yes. walked up at a desk this whole time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, there's, like, people here, and they're making art. And I'm like facilitating it. Yeah. And it's the one thing that people always say is, oh my God, I'm not creative. And then they make this thing that's just like nothing like what anyone else has ever done. Mm -hmm. I've had thousands of people come to workshops now, actually thousands. And that's like insane to me. Like uh, every day I'm like, what is this for your life? (laughs) And not one person has ever painted the same as someone else has. Oh, really? They've done a similar design. Yeah. They don't look the same. They don't use the same colours. They don't use the same technique. It's always different. That's so cool because it literally is for like anybody as well. Like you you said, you don't have to be good at, uh, you don't have to be an artistic person. You can just go and do Mm -hmm. it. It's like, um, you know, like the pottery places and like all these things where you just make something. And there's, I mean... Do you do like um? Do you get like hen do's and stuff like yeah. that? Like I can imagine that being like a big thing for you. That's kind of I think the main thing for this year. Yeah. Um, is private events. Like, yeah, last yeah. Year they started to take off quite a bit, and then this year they've went a bit better. Um, in terms of ahead bookings, actually. Yeah. But to go back to what you originally said there, sorry, I went off on a bit of tangent, but. The Barras, that was how yeah. that all kind of came about. Right, okay, got you. Because I was meeting so many people at workshops, mm-hmm. I was chatting to people all the time, and my Instagram following was becoming a bit bigger. Yeah. And by all means, I still do not have a big Instagram following, but oh my God, they're so supportive. Well, it really doesn't matter, nah. I don't think. Like, um, you can have, uh, like, coming from someone, like, I do, like, content creating and marketing. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you, you don't need a following you just need loyal a loyal audience yeah Yeah. and if you've got that then it really you can do so much you know what I mean I didn't realize that at the time I think I was really focused on oh my god I've only got 500 followers yeah how am I making this living but I was yeah I had 500 followers and I was like okay and at this point things were starting to get a bit unmanageable I had got a part-time job as well because I'm a glutton for punishment right (laughs) yeah 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 managing volunteers in a zero waste swap shop which is revolve the cycle and if anyone is interested in sustainable fashion at all Mm -hmm. check them out they're fucking amazing like Uh everything they do is incredible and working there was really good because i was getting to run a shop so i was managing the shop learn a bit more about business yeah 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 oh like i can see me having some kind of shop yeah like i can see this happening by this point, I was also stalking a couple of shops in Glasgow and was quite often sending people to them to buy my stuff. So I was getting messages on Instagram. Hi, I've got a birthday on Saturday and I want a plant pot, but I want it today. I was like, I can't paint, varnish, dry a plant pot. Yeah, that doesn't today. happen. Not yeah. possible. But I was going, but you can go to this store and buy it here. And then I was paying them a commission. So I was right, like, Right, okay. Right, okay. Something, Something's not working here. So... The thing with the bad is I had started going in and out of the market. It was starting to get a bit busier. And I was, like, going down on, like, a Saturday morning by myself and, mm-hmm. like, checking it out. Like, walking about and being, like, can I imagine this? I've been here. Yeah. Can I imagine this? Ch- chatting to folk that had shops there and just seeing what the kind of vibe was. Basically, wanted a unit outside, couldn't get one. Mm-hmm. They were, like, because they kept messaging me on Instagram, Ashley at the Barras is, like, 
tenacious. Like, right. she was on it. Hi, come to the barracks. Come to the barracks. Right, right, right. Like, no, I don't want to come to the barracks. <laughs> she's like, come, come, come. Fighting them off. <laughs> so then eventually I was like, but I was being a bit funny with her. I was like, I want one, but I only want one outside. Right. And she was like, well, there are none outside. And I was like, okay, well, let me go with this. Yeah. And um, eventually one came up and I took it before he went to see it. I literally just went, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Went down renovated the place why did you want one outside just out of interest just felt the footfall would be i felt i thought the footfall better. would be better yeah and i also really really wanted natural daylight <clears throat> oh fair like fair. really badly wanted natural daylight yeah and i wanted to be on monker street opposite bad because in the summer that street is an absolute vibe yeah like it's heaving got People you at claybelt radio mm. and for me at that point i thought that the outside might be a better fit for my brand than the inside yeah in retrospect Actually, I maybe should have took a unit inside because inside is all year round. If it's fucking pissing down with rain, nobody's out in the street. I guess, yeah. So Scotland. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, it was hard. It was a hard choice, but I really <clears throat> wanted this outdoor unit. Got it, renovated it. Went really like just I'm gonna do it. Yeah. From nothing, I was like I'm just gonna do it. Went in there, done the thing, and um, was there for a whole year, up until I actually was my unit last week. So, yeah. Uh huh. Interesting time to record this podcast. Yeah. But done a year there and like loved it and it kind of solved that problem that I was facing and it was amazing because it was like I, an advert. It was like sure. with yeah. people that are coming in and out. I met so many amazing people there and also the people that I met that have businesses there are like lifelong friends. Yeah. So I finally uh-huh. had a bit of a support network from being inside and the support network being friends and family which were amazing but they didn't really get us the business yeah kind of it. yeah we just never had that's all so these important people, like within reach that you can just reach out to and say here how do i do this like mm-hmm. how do i like do you know all those tricks you'll know especially because you're a content creator but trends change so quickly yeah and like if i can reach out to someone like jenny who has pure barking yeah if i can go to jenny go oh my god here how do you do that transition or what is that what is this trend like yeah she'll just tell me yeah and then she can come to me and say Oh, do you know how to work this? What do you do? And it's like, that is, I think, invaluable. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I think you'll have such a good, um, at, like, sort of view on that as well because you're meeting so many different people. Yes. Like, working freelance for other people and with other people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know what you mean about, like, because I, I work from home as well, mm-hmm. obviously, like, and, but there's something so important about going out and, and speaking to people and building that, like, network where... Because, yeah, I've I've got my group of pals that, like, I, I love and they're very, very supportive, but they don't know what the ins and outs of what you're doing. And you do just need those people that you can, like, bounce ideas off of. Because mm-hmm. I can find it quite, like, isolating sometimes yeah. as well. And um, just because it's, it, it, you know, when when you run your own business, you have to make all the decisions. And sometimes you're like, I don't want to make all these decisions. Nah, like, I, yeah, somebody yeah. please tell me what to do. Like, I'm a child. But, like, <laughs> but obviously... You yeah, building that like network, I can I can see how the barras would um give you a lot of support in that way. Yeah, because um, I've met quite a few people now that work there as well, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they all say the same thing. Yeah, so 100%, yeah, like invaluable. The people that are there are lovely. They're so supportive. Like I have nothing but positive thoughts about the people that are there. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm so gutted to have, I'm, I'm, on one hand, I'm gutted to have closed my unit. Sure. On the other hand, I'm really glad to have closed my unit. But the one thing that I will miss is having 
the immediate connection every weekend. I will share people, there are people that have left it, they still see, they go for drinks, they go for dinner, we all have a group chat, we chat all the time. But I think the being able to just like walk around the corner and be like, oh my God, what do you think about this? Or how are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah. Or Or even like you've had a shitty customer and you can go and like bitch about it. Yeah, exactly. It's so important though. So like, what was the decision for you? Like, why did you make the decision to leave? Just you seen your a different direction for your business, I think or so. yeah, um, I think it's been up. So it's it's hard. So the Barras is great. It's not as busy as it was when I first was there. Right, fair. For me personally, yeah. For other people, it's busier. For me, I felt like first and foremost is time management. Like I'm there every single weekend. Yeah, and I'm starting to get quite a lot of private bookings. Right. And those baby showers. And there'll be weekends. And then on the weekend. Right. So I'm paying someone to be there, which is fine, but not every weekend. Mm. So I'm like, okay, trying to like juggle the cost of that. The rent also went up a wee bit, mm-hmm. which I understand why they had to put the rent up. Sure. But that increase took it from a viable option to something that was still viable, but mm, is this worth it or not? So I started kind of thinking about leaving around about. October mm-hmm. and at that point I was like okay some I need to do something I need to change something here because it's not working yeah so I uh, contacted some other small businesses that I know and I was like do you want to share this space with me until Christmas mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes between now and Christmas if it picks up massively amazing we'll stay if it doesn't I'll see how I go then so I think it's like being able to change is something I'm not massively great at right like and like i'm quite like oh my god i've put loads of stuff into this like it's like when you've had like a really really bad boyfriend and you're like but we've been together for years yeah like, oh my god cut him off yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know totally. I mean? not that the baddest was a bad boyfriend but maybe <laughs> i was the bad boyfriend right I mean? uh-huh. right this isn't working for me um and that was great and i shared the space with some really amazing people mm-hmm. um loved it i went from having to do it every weekend to two days a month which was like a lifesaver because yeah. business there was really busy for me with mar- like um, events and other markets Yeah, because I wanted to get out and get chatting to folk again and start like doing markets a wee bit further afield like do them in Dundee like I'd mm. really like to spend this year going to like Newcastle Manchester and um, focusing on like postal orders a lot more which before when I was like the lock up that's what I've done all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then it went into mostly in person. Yeah. And now I would like to have a bit more of a balance and also I think for punts pots like the next step is definitely events like it yeah. has to be because that's where one i'm enjoying it so much mm-hmm. chat to folk but also i think that's what people want like this like cost of living thing is literally fucking everyone yeah like, it's absolutely horrible mm-hmm. and i think um for me for my own needs i want to spend my money on like connection with other people like mm-hmm. whether that's like going to the pub and having a pint with my pal I would rather spend a fiver on a pint and have a chat with someone than, th- than buy something from a house. Yeah, I think people are wanting connection. They're wanting an experience mm-hmm. more than just to buy something, like you are saying. Yeah. So having a, a event and a, a painting party or mm-hmm. something like that, people are looking to build experiences more from after COVID. I think that's something that's become so way too. more important for people. I do as well, and I think... Yeah. Um, like just actually having two weeks off at Christmas there and really think like really really having a proper break like I did not work for two weeks I have not done that since I started this business at all I was this exact same like that's not 
normal no i hadn't had i realized i hadn't had more than two days off the whole year in, no, a, in a row not normal i'm this close yeah. to breaking <laughs> like you know what i mean like i'm gonna break so yeah i totally get you i think it's important to have that time to yourself but yeah to, like not spend that time thinking about your work the whole time yeah so hard because your brain gets into this pattern like from a neurological perspective of like that's how i'm getting my dopamine is well uh-huh. and also when it is your own business it's it's very difficult it's not like nine to five that you walk away from like you have to co- you're constantly having to think uh-huh. about it you're constantly having to look forward and planning and uh there's there's so much um that goes on just in your head that nobody gets that yeah <laughs> yeah only in your head yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. It's just in there. and like i said especially when you've not got people to that if it's just you mm-hmm. you're just making these decisions in your head so it's so hard to shut that off i find that very difficult me too yeah i more and um i think like by having these conversations and actually talking about that mm. it makes it a real thing like a tangible like yeah yeah experiencing that so like your head is also like a file of facts, but all the pages have been taken out and then put back in the wrong order. Sure, yeah, you're totally. To, like decipher what you're doing next Tuesday. Yeah, literally. Really uh huh. Absolutely. And so you were doing, you were doing some events over Christmas. Yeah. Um. It was the was it like pissed up painting and yeah. stuff like that. So I do pissed up painting at Dockford Social. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, again, it's all about. I think the whole thing is about other people supporting other people yeah and being willing to just go okay fuck it like let's try it i got a call um about the doctor and social thing that came about because i one of my pals used to go out with a guy that worked at doctor and social right ages ago that guy messaged me and he was like hiya we're doing a vintage market like vintage clothing do you know anybody because my pal had basically said to him here she knows anyone like she right like, she connections yeah yeah speak to her see she knows anyone yeah i mean yeah Sent him all these names, said to, then messaged all of them and said, Hiya, they're doing a market, you should go. That was it, they all went. So that guy then remembered, oh, remember that lassie told me all these people? Mm-hmm. He then had an idea about doing a painting event at Dockyard and mess- phoned me, actually, and was like, Hiya, <laughs> so casual, they're so used to big massive groups of folk. He's like, Hiya, um, we're going to put on this painting event, like, do you want to do it? And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. Yes. And this happened on the day that I quit my job. So oh wow! I quit my part-time job yeah, this yeah. day, and then had this phone call, and I was like, eh, "Okay, how many people?" And he's like, "Well, our capacity is two hundred. And I was like, <laughs> "Actually, no." Stomach would like fall out my arse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At that point, what was the most amount of people you'd done one for? Twenty, right? Okay, 20. yeah. I've so this is like a like, huge. Huge jump. Jump, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Also, bear in mind, do you need like a microphone or something? You need a wee headset. Yeah. Abs- abs- yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dream is Bongo's Bingo, but it's Peyton. Oh my god. Like, my yeah. Attitude, oh my like, god. That'd be so bingo fun. Peyton. And by the way, if anybody takes that, I've said it on this podcast. Yeah, you said it first. Love. <laughs> 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 he me. He said all this stuff, and I was just sitting in my car outside my old work. Like, literally, I'd quit that day, times didn't notice. Mm-hmm. And I was sat there and I was like, eh. All right, okay, same. Well, I'm going to have to make money somehow. Like, fine, let's do it. Yeah. Because at this point, I was really burnt out from doing the two jobs thing, and I realised I can't do this anymore. This growing, this is way beyond not being a full-time job now. Like, right. This is, this is, you're working two jobs at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I, There ain't enough hours in the day. Like, yeah. you have never slept in weeks. You look really unwell. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. Quite the job. He phoned me, said all this stuff. I was like, okay, fuck. <laughs> My first thought was like, how am I going to get 
200 bits of terracotta. Sure, yeah. It's the supplies. I'm still in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where am I going to put them? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. It's, it was really, really bad. Like, if anyone had seen inside that room, like, I was given hoarder. Yeah. It was given, like, him and Addy need to come. Like, it was really, really bad. And um, I just said, yeah. I mm-hmm. literally was just like, yeah, no problem. I was like, I'm not going to make this work. I was like, okay, well, you can close the ticket sales like a week, uh, two weeks before. Let me know what sells and then I'll cater to that amount of people. Yeah, okay. I thought maybe I'll get 60. I yeah. thought it'll be 60 people. Uh, he phoned me four days later and was like, hi, we've sold out at 200. And I was like, Fuck. mate, I don't know how to facilitate that. So I just went absolute Chris Jenner. Like, I just went momager, like, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Sorted it all out. Spoke to the same guy that I still buy the terracotta off of, which was the original one that said he wouldn't take my work. And now, obviously, he's glad that he did. Because um, I'm literally never off the phone with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he sent me the terracotta up. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I was like, how do I make this work? Like all these people would be arriving at one time. How do you do it so people aren't standing in queues? Sure. Like, how, all of the, like, logistical yeah, side yeah. of it. I was like, how do I do this? But I'm quite good at that, like, sort of... Managing. Manager, momager thing. It's like, okay, going to make it work. Done the event for 200 people. Hired folk to help me. I was going to say, you must have had help. Hired like, Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so I done all of the prep myself. Wow. Hand-painted 200 base coats on plant pots. <gasps> I don't think people understand that when they come to an event, that plant pot doesn't come pink. Sure. I paint it pink. Sure, sure. And then you paint on top of it. Yeah. So like, wow. I've done this thing, planned it all out. It was really nice because it was my mates that I hired to work with me. So like, yeah. hired like friends and family, paid them all on the night. Um... Also, just like hired a vid- videographer just because I was like, oh, well, this is going to be my thing now. Sure. And I remember my pal who also has a business saying to me, I don't know if you should do that because that's going to be like about £400. And I was like, okay, but if I have that video, I can then sell that to other places. Yeah. So you I'm can use that for promotion. Absolutely. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the event went really well. And Amazing. I do events at Dockyard every couple of months. Um, they're called Pissed Up Painting. You find them on my Instagram. You turn up on the night. There's like a drink included. There's also mocktails, so you do not have to drink if you don't want to. Yeah. But the option's there. Oh my God. Um, you can do coming. <laughs> it's really nice and it's something different. Yeah. It's wholesome, but also really, really fun. Yeah. Like a DJ in that. So it's like... I've been there like Listen. I've been there a couple of times. It's such a cool yeah. space. Hundred percent. And and honestly, when I was reading that you were doing them there, I in my head imagined you had like one of like maybe like like a long table, mm-hmm. twenty people. Like what you were saying, I did not realise you were booked yeah, out the whole place. space. That's yeah. insane. It's the full space. And then even like events where it's been a bit quieter, we're still taking over like half of that massive warehouse. Right. Which is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I was saying earlier, like I only realised over that Christmas break that I have literally had thousands of people come to workshops now. Yeah. Not hundreds, actually thousands of folk. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I laugh. So I didn't like lose my mind. Now it's this thing. It's so cool. It's really inspiring. It's really uh, surreal because I didn't expect it. And then there's not a day goes by that I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm so grateful. Of course. Like, I'm constantly so grateful that's happened. But it is also torture. <laughs> and there are also times that I'm, like, I'm in between events or, like, sales haven't been as great. And I'm sat and I'm, like, looking at my bank account and I'm, like... <laughs> yeah, sure. Hello. Yeah. Like, somebody buy a fat pot so I don't die. <laughs> but it's, like, I think now with closing the barras yeah. and actually just making that decision of, like, no, I'm going to close that. 
and I'm gonna I've got a studio now as well and I'm going to um, spend more time in my studio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open my studio up to the public. So I'm going to do like open studio Open events, studio days, yeah, yeah. Get Class. people along, have a look at stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really focus my time into actually building a functional website, mm-hmm. which I still don't have, which is mental. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're like you run an actual business but you don't have an organic platform. For I know. Uh, it's like, oh God, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really <laughs> it's really hard. And I think like for me moving forward... Like being in this um, area of change is quite scary. Sure. It's like, oh my God, what if it doesn't work? Like, I it's... think my boyfriend is probably about one conversation away from killing me. <laughs> if I ask him one more time, do you think I should close the bathroom? Like, yes. Like, yeah. like, close the building. I mean, it sounds like you're making the best decision as far as like focusing on events. Like, that seems mm-hmm. to be where it's at. And then um, expanding on that. I mean, yeah find different venues like you said traveling going to different places mm-hmm. it sounds so exciting and like a great a great like natural progression for so. you yeah I think so I think because the thing started out as an accident yeah at one point I became very like attached to the idea of what it was sure or what it had to be uh-huh. or whatever like and thankfully I've like, oh, the horrible Zedra Crint Vanden. But the like, <laughs> Vanden I have just now, I'm not, that's not the final, that's not the final form. Yeah. Like, I might get to six months from now and go, I'm going to change the name of my business. And yeah. I can do that because it's my own thing. And I think totally. realising that's so important. Yeah, I, I remember um, reading something about like, oh, you can't trust people or brands that like change their branding all the time. And I was like, I think like it's absolutely fine to update things and to progress and like if you if your style changes or if you want to evolve in a certain way like I don't think you should feel stuck in anything I think that makes like I mean maybe business wise whatever but like I it doesn't make sense to me I don't think so either and you know it's funny you say that Lizzie because I thought about this other day right and totally random nothing to do with what I do but see when I think about like new look for example right yeah their label now doesn't look like what their label looked like five years ago. No, of course not. Or yeah. Like when you look at Marks and Spencer's, like when you're buying vintage Marks and Spencer's and it's Michael's. Right. It's the same brand. Yeah, and of course. Saying that because they're a big, massive corporation. Uh-huh. But it's like, actually, see if the wee business down the road that sells you like hand-painted gorgeous candles changes their image. Power to them. Like, I want to support that. Yeah. And I think for me, like, having to realise, like, Nothing means anything. Like, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's fine. Like, it's terrifying. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm saying this now because I'm on a podcast. Like, please believe me. When you go, I'm probably going to get my laptop out and have a panic attack. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't, like, it's... It's part of the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For pun spots moving forward, for me personally, I need to focus on, like, updating my content. I need to focus on, like, spending more time actually posting myself mm-hmm. on that page like, yeah people love to see the face behind the brand so. it's a bit yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah it but comes with have, its own things but it's have to do it yeah like, i remember my neighbor a few like this must be the or something my neighbor and um, i was trying to get an allotment plot because why i'm not <laughs> like, allotment. yeah of no, course start no growing some veg, veg yeah <laughs> like what anyway i was speaking to her and i was like hi um because i knew she had one and i was like how did you get that blah 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 blah. and she's like oh are you into plants and i was like oh my god i love plants and mm. my house is blah, blah blah and she said to me she's like i follow this girl on instagram and she hand paints plant pots you should follow her and i was like what's this i'm like thinking like who is this and then she was like it's plants pots and i was like 
and postcards. <laughs> and she was like, what? And she's like, then seriously, Bridge had no idea. That's crazy. But that was like a real red flag. I was like, oh, I need to post myself in the Right, because people don't know that it's... Right, okay, like, got I've you. I've never done a make- meet the maker post. Still have never done one. Yeah. And I was literally sat there and I was like, you know nothing <laughs> yeah well but then like you said that's um this year you can focus on like more content stuff and... i think so if i'm not spending every weekend trying at to the bat yeah shop, yeah exactly like, you've got time for other things working all week to stock a shop and yeah then being in the shop all weekend and then doing it week after week a week yeah and it's hard because i really do feel like i've on one sense like you're intrinsic um like the action is to think i've failed at this like mm. this is a failure i've mm-hmm. opened up the shop i've renovated the place i've put all this money and time into it and now i'm gonna close it yeah and that part of me is still like that like I th- in some aspect i think it's still that 15 year old girl in high school like you failed and sure. all your exams are going in the bin and have you learned nothing type thing but then i look back on that and i go but that was the best thing you've ever done yeah so maybe closing the shop oh yeah will be the best decision i've made yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no it sounds like it's gonna be definitely what's the big future goal do you have one like, you have like, like something that maybe seems like totally unmanageable unimaginable yeah, 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 yeah but like just put it out into the world so my real like absolute dream mm-hmm. is i would really really love to have like a community art van so oh I'd wow really that'd be so cool that's like full of art supplies yeah full of shelving inside so it'd be like a mobile shop yeah um, but also like i would honestly love to be making enough money from punt spots to be able to go and like offer art ca- classes for free like i'd love to be able to go back to where i grew up and like mm-hmm. host a painting event in the park for anyone that's in the park for free and, that's like, so nice for it to be doesn't matter it's called the cubs yeah they paid for it yeah 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 i'd love to be able to offer that to people um that's so cool i'd love to be able to like offer space and spaces where there is no space and i think that's for me like has always been the driving force behind it right i think a lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. because it it's hard i think because you as a person it's hard to go i want to make loads of money because that's seen as like almost crass and not sure but i want to make loads of money well you (laughs) want it yeah you want to be able to like i want to make loads of money thrive not just survive yeah loads of holidays yeah i want to be able to be in a position where other people work for me and i don't have to be there all of the time yeah yeah same and yeah it's like not cool to say that it's like oh you're a small business it should be grassroots and yeah i want it to be that so that I can offer other things to people. Yeah, of course. That's like the dream. Oh, that's amazing. I love the <laughs> idea of a van as well. That's so cool. cool. And it's mobile. Yeah. It's not a massive cost. And you could have wee tables that you put out that people can paint on and yeah. stuff. Like, that'd be so cute. Oh, meet other people. Yeah. I'd love to be able to facilitate strangers like making pals. And yeah. like, which is what I'd like to do this year with workshops. But I'd like Hunt's to do pals. It. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I'd like to do it on like a real like small scale. Like, sure. as in, there's five people on this bench, and it's not... Because at the moment, if I run a workshop for five people, I'm making not a penny, and then yeah. I could use that time to make money. And I'm in that position just now where I can't financially afford to do that. No. But the real, like, punch pot's dream is to be able to do that for people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. To be, like, not about me. 
That's so cool. I love it. I love it. So then the final uh, question is just if you have any advice for anybody that maybe wants to start their own business or I mean you've given loads of really great helpful Mm. tips but if there's anything that like you've been told that you got a lot out of or um, anything. Okay right my number one tip is really boring. Okay. But this is <laughs> myself for this year. Uh-huh. And it's to spend more time doing admin. Yeah. Genuinely. I mean, valid. Like, really, all of the, like, emotional woo-woo, which obviously I love, which I think anyone that listens to this podcast will be like, oh my God, right, we get it, the universe and the past. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, okay. But actually, for me and for anyone else, my number one advice is make a spreadsheet yeah. and fucking type in it don't just have the spreadsheet don't like a one night at four in the morning mm-hmm. like, i'm gonna make a spreadsheet and then never open it actually write down what it costs don't be afraid to put your prices up if you have to this is mm-hmm. a, a lesson that i have to say to myself all the time yeah prices um, is so hard Lucy, up until two months ago i'd never put my prices up since it started yeah and the prices i had when i started i made up i didn't go it costs this much and whatever i went yeah there was eight no like thought like behind it. Yeah, uh huh, totally. I'm like, eight pounds sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> eight pounds, you're making three three eighty. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, like, totally. That is my honest to God, real real time, like horrible advice is spend time doing that. If you cannot do it, if you if you can't deal with maths, if you can't do that thing at all, pay for someone else to do it. Yeah. Because I think it's worth it. Um I recently started using my QuickBooks properly. Mm-hmm. I've always had one pay for it every month don't really use it i uh, started using it properly recently and the holes in my yearly finances mm-hmm. i'm like oh you're just throwing money didn't you like you're just yeah. throwing money yeah and I think if you're not if you're like like us like creative like i'm just gonna do this sort of person oh my god then the admin is the like i need to take this advice <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i know i'm in january and like just sent my like stuff over to my accountant and yeah. i'm like i don't know i don't yeah. know i don't have a fucking clue also really it's... good practical advice really really good practical advice yeah like, given this advice when i was studying acting it was the only thing we ever got told about uh, tax returns which by the way is a whole other yeah ridiculousness yeah but buy a year diary with a, a page a day page a day diary mm-hmm. and buy a stapler and see wherever you keep all your receipts. Oh my God, I need to do this. <laughs> the clerk, next way that, see if you've got a car and we fling your receipts on the floor, which is me. My car is a dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> buy the back diary, buy the state clerk and put them there and do not lose your receipts. Just staple them in every day. Just staple it into the book and then see at the end of the year when the tax man comes and goes, hello, you owe me all this money. Then you've got it there and you can just go, that week I spent 80 quid in expenses. The next week it was mm-hmm. three pound, like whatever it is. That is so much easier than having a shoebox full of shite. Yeah. Because I'm about to do this shoebox thing in, like, this same, And same. I am... I'm scared. Terrified. Yeah. I know that some of those receipts are in the bit. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I am shocking at stuff like that. <laughs> so, that yeah, I completely relate to that. Um, great advice. That's my advice. <laughs> um, well, that's everything. 
Um, thank you so much. I think that was like really amazing to hear your story. And like, obviously we've not met before as well. So inspiring. And um, I'm going to put a link to all your socials and please. everything into the bio. And um, please give Punt Spots a follow. And I'm definitely coming to an event as well. Yeah, I'd, yeah absolutely. I'll, me and Kirsty will get a ticket. We, we did say we were going to do, we were going to try and do it before, but Christmas was Christmas. But Come, yeah, sure. absolutely. We, we have an event on the first of March at Dockyard. Oh, amazing! And we'll have no doubt events between that. Oh, I also have a Galentine's event coming up. Oh, which class! Is specifically for strangers to come to. So amazing! For girls that don't know each other to come along and like make some pals. We're doing that with a walking group in Glasgow, so it's like a collab. Cool. Girls. So amazing! No, thanks for having me. It's actually been really weird chatting <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah, like, it's nice like, reflection. I feel like I'm not too good at it. I'm so sorry for <laughs> oh, No, you did amazing. You did amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's great. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Don't Panic podcast. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to check out the description for quick links to connect with our amazing guests. Show them some love, give them a follow and explore their work. Once again, thank you so much. Your support means the world. And until next week, don't panic. We'll see you again.